he, as soon as he puts, he puts his puts headphones, headphones in, then I can start talking. What's up, guys? What's up? We still got Echo, so you got to make sure you set up your speakers and your microphone correctly. Yes. Otherwise, I can't read anything. So I've been waiting here for a minute and a half now. He's muting himself. There you go. You're muted, but I'll read it. Uh, Guys, welcome to episode 10. Today we have David, a.k.a. Double D from iFlyFish Montana. Today's show has been brought to you by HMH Vices. HMH has been making fly tying vices, tying tools, tube flying material since 1975. Located in Bitford, Maine, their products are not only made in the U.S., but all device parts are made in the state of Maine. All HMH products are hand-assembled by a small team of not only fly tires, but registered Maine fishing guides. These guys know what works. All their products can be seen at tyingvices.com or ask your favorite fly tying shop to get HMH. Uh, Some of you guys may know that me and uh, Uptown Dave are pro staff for HMH. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us either through DM or just uh, you can call me on Instagram if you guys feel like it. Um, Our other sponsor that we have for the show is uh, Mitt Midwest Bucktails. Uh, if you guys want to pick up some bucktails, uh, the promo code is ATV10. I'm going to put it in the chat. You get 10% off up until Sunday, 11.59 p.m. Uh, it's at midnight. Uh, so if you guys uh, want to grab some stuff, you're more than welcome to grab some bucktails and use that code. Um, today marks uh, the... 10th episode so with the 10th episode i have a huge announcement uh, but i'm not gonna make it till we make sure we have a good sound here which it looks like we have good sound hey um, how's it going got a good picture too well we got a good picture and we don't have echo so the biggest announcement we have is with our 10th episode here i wanted to kind of wait and kind of do a little celebratory episode unfortunately uh joe is not with us uh joe is in Virginia hunting for uh, redfish, uh, so he's not going to be here. But we do have Dave here, and tonight we're going to be celebrating with a little drinking. I know Uptown Dave's probably not prepared for it, but I figured since Double D was coming on, might as well get a little, you know, fucked up. Uh, today's episode is completely rated R, so if you are a Christian and you don't like curse words... My personality is fully coming out, and I apologize if I offend anybody. I'm saying that up front. Um, there might be things that that are said that you guys don't appreciate, but with the 10th episode, we're going to have a huge giveaway coming up. The giveaway is going to be running till end of August, uh, and the giveaway is going to be brought to you by A-Rex, um, Arise Fly Fishing, uh, we're going to also have, we already received it from Midwest Bucktails. He's going to be giving away some tails and stuff. Um, and we're going to have 310 giving away some stuff. I don't, it's not going to be a reel. It's probably just going to be like, uh, you know, a t-shirt or whatever. Or a hat. Um, or a hat. 
Uh, I'm throwing out of my own thing. Uh, as you guys could see, I got new hats available on the website. So if you guys want to pick up uh, Hooked on the Fly uh, hats, you can. Uh, I'm going to be giving away Olive one. Dave's got this one. These hats are pretty awesome because they have the UPF 50 built into them. So uh, it's pretty cool. And I'm going to be giving away some of the trout stickers. And we're also giving away the Hooked on the Fly stickers as well. So um, if you guys want to participate, I will have the post probably, hopefully by the end of this week coming up, posted on there. Um, and the things are going to be listed on there. It's going to be a solid giveaway. There's a ton, a ton of stuff that Airx is donating. Um, so stay tuned for that. But we're done with that. All right. Let's go to our guest. So we got David, a.k.a. Double D. Tell us about yourself. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, George, first of all, man, congratulations on doing 10 episodes. You know what? I Fly Fish Montana is down with that. We'll throw in an I Fly Fish Montana prize pack with some stickers and a T-shirt. All right. Oh, cool, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, what do you want to know? Just tell us intro about yourself. Then then we'll get into all that stuff. But just a little bit Sounds about good. Yourself. Yeah, you bet. Um, I'm almost 40 years old. This year I turned 40. I know I don't look it. A lot of people think I'm like a 26-year-old kid. <laughs> uh, I live in western Montana, uh, Stevensville is where I'm at now, which is in the Bitterroot Valley, about 45 minutes south of Missoula. I've been fishing out here in Montana for the last decade, uh, give about the uh, last decade and a year. So like almost, almost 11 and a half, 12 years. Jeez, I've been out here for a while. Um, went to school at the University of Montana for journalism and began doing I fly fish Montana while I was at the college there. I wanted to, I basically wanted to report on conservation fly fishing news, like any, anything that had to do with fly fishing and uh, conservation within the state of Montana is basically what my focus was. Uh, that focus quickly turned into drinking and tying flies <laughs> as uh, a buddy of mine, Graham Gardner had this crazy idea for a fly tying show. He's like, man, you got this cool sponsor, like this beer sponsor, David, we should just tie flies and, and drink beers in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, right on, let's do it. He's like, we could call it tipsy tying, bro. And uh, <laughs> Graham's going to, Graham's going to hate me for that impersonation of him. But I, I personally think it's almost spot on. Uh, and, and so Graham, uh, Graham and I sat down in his ho in his, uh, apartment with our other buddy, Nate Lachance, and we filmed this horrible video of, of us tying flies. I think this was like in 2016, we're tying flies and drinking Montucky, uh, which is a great cheap beer it's fantastic as long as it's cold you can always add some oj or some uh some uh tomato juice to make it like a red beer or uh you know <laughs> uh so we're getting hammered on these things we're chugging them and tying these big pike flies and 
eventually, you know, one of these days we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to find that footage because, and resurrect it because it was, uh, that was the beginning of tipsy tying. Um, tipsy tying's now been going on since 2017 live on Instagram. Um, we're going to be out at the end of the season here. So we, we've got three more shows of tipsy tying and, uh, we'll be, it's, it's like a live interactive fly tying show. We've centered our focus now on conservation. So we're focusing on raising money. We set a goal. Every one of our shows this year, our goal is going to be a thousand dollars. Um, last year we raised $800 for warriors and quiet waters and Montana Trout Unlimited at our season finale, uh, $400 for each one. This spring, we raised over $400 for the Flathead Rivers Alliance. And, you know, hopefully we will hit the $1,000 goal at our next show and the show after that. And then our finale will be in Ennis again at the Rainbow Valley Lodge, uh, which we do every year. And this will be, I think, the sixth year now that we've done it at the Rainbow Valley Lodge in fall, which is incredible. Minus minus COVID. We didn't do it in COVID. So actually it'll be the fifth year. It'll be the five year anniversary wow. of tipsy tying at the oh, Rainbow cool. Valley Lodge. Yeah. Um, so I guess I love fishing. I love conservation. I love, uh, I love being outdoors and catching trout in beautiful places, you know? Um, and that's kind of where I've wanted to, where I've wanted to shift my focus with everything I fly fish Montana um, is into conservation and into the fisheries. As you know, a lot of our fisheries are struggling over, you know, over on the West coast in Montana. Uh, we're having some serious issues uh, on the Gallatin river, on the big hole, um, just issues with, with trout die offs and, uh you know, hot temps in, in the summers, uh, agriculture, taking a lot of the water and stuff like that. So it's definitely become my main focus with I fly fish Montana. And that's going to be the driving, uh, that's going to be the driving factor behind the whole project. I really want to focus everything that we've got onto our local fisheries and for trout. So, um, if, if you're a nonprofit organization, or a conservation and you're watching this, please reach out to us. We would love to promote you and help you in any way we can. Just send us a message and tell us what you're all about and we'd love to help out. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so that that's what I'm up to now. Uh, I'm a bartender. I used to be in a band. Uh, I, used to, I used to be a front man for a, a rock band way back in the day, uh, back in like 2005 to 2009. As uh, the lead singer uh, of Saving Arcadia, <laughs> which we did like Warp Tour and uh, we did the Hemp Fest Tour and some other stuff. So that was, uh, those were the good old days. Um, and uh, since then, I've bartended, done concrete, uh, been fishing my entire life. Uh, only been fly fishing for just over 10 years now. But uh, I'm always, always down to learn more. <laughs> there's there's always more to learn right always so, it never ends yeah one of these days i'm gonna pick up a bait caster and learn how to like bass fish <laughs> that's just stupid <laughs> you can do that with the fly rod man. 
So, I, so out of the whole conversation you just started, an introduction, that was the dumbest thing you could have said. <laughs> <laughs> you got to try everything once. Uh, so, uh, uh, so it's, it's a funny thing that you said that because I watched a video the other day. Um, did you know that fly fishing influenced bass fishing tournaments to release fish? Wow. So back in the uh, 50s, I think they started, this guy was catching bass. And he's like, you know, I forget the, his name, but he was like, this is like awesome. Like I look around and every Saturday morning I go, there's people on the lake. They're catching bass. Everybody's having fun. Why don't we make a show about this? Why don't we do like a tournament? And that's where Bass Pro was born, the tournament. So every year, they, they, for like 10 years, they did this tournament. But at the end of the day, all the fish were dead because there were no lie wells, no, no nothing. They just killed them and ate them. So he thought about it. And he went fishing uh, with a bunch of guys catching trout. And they're in, like, the North Carolina mountains or something catching little tiny trout. And this guy caught, like, a big 10-inch brookie. I mean, you don't get 10-inch brookies on the East Coast, really, unless you're fucking lucky nowadays. And everybody was, like, hooting and hollering. And they were, like, so excited that he caught this 10-inch brookie. He released that 10-inch brookie. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, cheering him on. And the guy looks at him, he goes, hmm, now why did you release him? Well, so that way he could have more little brookies. And down the road, my kids could catch those little brookies. And he goes, holy shit, if we keep doing everything that we do in the bass industry, and when we catch these bass and kill them, eventually the lakes are going to be empty of bass. And then we're not going to have any. So that's when live wells became live wells, and now all the fish from all the bass tournaments are released back into the lakes to preserve the fishing. So fly fishermen taught bass fishermen how to f release. Catch and release. That's awesome, man. Pretty cool. That's wow. a really cool story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know they have and it's completely true. fly fishing guys in the bass tournaments now. Yeah, this past year was the first year they had fly fishing guys that actually what? won. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. On yeah. fly rods. A couple of guys from, I believe they were from Tennessee. First time some, ever. Some fishy Tennessee guys. Fishy. Ultra fishy. Are they, I mean, they walk into the fucking church and it's like, Jesus, are you guys fucking fish or what? <laughs> you know? Um. <laughs> I love you, George. Uh, listen, that wasn't the best joke, but I tried. That's all right. Um, <laughs> you roll out the dad jokes all night, man. Uh, so, but you you make stickers, right? All kinds of stickers. Uh, we talked about oh, yeah. this in the past. Um, yeah, we we make some funny stickers too. I guess yeah. So that's kind of how I'm known around uh, around Missoula. He, he's known <laughs> like that around the world, all right, because he makes fun of celebrities. Yeah, I, I make these, uh, you know, funny stickers. This is uh, Bruce Lee's face on a grizzly bear. His name's Grizzly, for grizzly. example. Uh, and we got and we got Woodchuck. You take a wild guess who that is. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, here's a classic. We got Moose Willis. 
I didn't get the wood a uh, wood one. Woodchuck. I didn't get you a woodchuck. Woodchuck. Uptown. Did oh, you of course I did. Right here. See it. <laughs> oh, I do have it. I do. Sorry, have George. It. I do have it. I do have it. Oh, you do. You got one. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm, yeah, got, I'm, I'm uh, saving this one. Let's see. Oh man, I got a whole bunch. I got a whole bunch up there. But we got right now. We got woodchuck, Bruce Lee, Moose Willis, Buffalo Bill Murray. Puma Thurman, Bobcat Marley. Uh, we're coming out with a few new ones too, so stay tuned. Um, it was uh, it was quite something actually to be uh, making these stickers for so long. And a friend of mine sent me a picture or a screenshot, should we say, of uh, one of my stickers on Adam. Oh gosh, I don't even know his name, but he's from uh, he's in a ton of TV shows. He's from uh, Step Brothers. He's the he's the the crappy half brother, uh, Brennan's half brother, or whatever. Oh, I know what you're talking. The about. jerk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adam Adam Smith or Adam Stone or something like that. He's in uh, he's in Parks and Rec. Yeah, he's a uh, bunch of stuff. Yeah, bunch of stuff. A bunch of Netflix shows. Uh, anyway, he had a picture of Moose Willis on his on his Instagram. Just boom. This, this was the post and he's like you know <laughs> my recent trip to montana i bought one of these stickers and i've been looking at it from every conceivable angle and it's flawless <laughs> so, so that was, let, let me ask like, you this so thousands of people saw that post. Th- this is gonna sound <laughs> fucked up but do you think if bruce Go willis saw that picture do you think he would wonder well, how that happened because he lost his memory or whatever oh god i don't know <laughs> Maybe he'd think he's a moose. God, oh, I love that guy so much. You know, when when Bruce kicks the bucket, dude, I don't even want to think about it because I love Bruce. Like Bruce was so much part of my part of my childhood, man. So um, you know, yippee kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bruce Bruce Willis has a special place in my heart, man. Die Hard to me is a Christmas yep. movie, and I wa- I try and watch it every year. And you know, the. When, when he passes, I'm going to be watching Bruce Willis movies for a month. <laughs> so listen to this. You know. The job I work now, right? For, yeah. First day I'm going. I went I went to our main warehouse, but we have a New Jersey-based warehouse. And I'm going to this warehouse with this guy, and he's like, you know, you got to hit that, that restaurant right there. And I said, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah, that's Bruce Willis's spot because he's from Jersey. He's from that town. <laughs> Willis is from Jersey. Yeah. He's oh wow. From, he's from uh, what's Carney's, uh, New Jersey. So I go into the restaurant and there's fucking posters of Bruce Willis every every fucking movie he's been in. They're all signed. They got pictures of him. So I'm, I'm like, gonna send you more of these. You're gonna stick them to the walls. I'm gonna put them right on their fucking front door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll tell Bruce, and then Bruce will call me. Hey. He's not gonna remember. Hey, kid. He's not gonna remember. Yeah, jeez. I feel so sad, man. I love the guy. Like, so the fact that thing is, all of us at work, we love Bruce. Like, all of us, we absolutely love him. Like, he's great. But in the past past two years, 
he's been releasing nothing but shit movies. And we're like, why is he releasing shit movies? They're like, he's complete got a lot go- of medical bills, man. Well, no, they're complete shit. But now we understand why they're complete shit. He probably <laughs> didn't know what the fuck he was signing and just signed on the paper. Let me just do this movie. And he couldn't remember his lines. He didn't know who these actors were. It was just a bad situation. I completely understand. The most fucked up thing is, in my opinion, is he was fucking Demi Moore for the longest time. And I I hope he could remember what he was getting back then. (laughs) Before Ashton Kutcher came along. Well, listen, whatever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> but besides that you you got uh, on on your website you have your yes. stickers on there on my fly fish montana i do now be careful about going to the website and ordering everything the website is not like fully functional yet which we should probably just put a, a under construction uh, uh, yeah an under construction thing because we're working on stuff um so we definitely we've we've had uh We've just had a ton of issues with the website. We've been going uh, during COVID, right before COVID. We had there's these people who like to go to your website and like implant comments that it's like hacker comments, right? So if you have if you have any kind of forum on your website or any kind of uh, reviews or commentable material, they can like implant and and put these, you know all these phishing things and hacking things into the website. So we've been cleaning it up for the last few years. We just moved the entire site. Now we're kind of just rebuilding wow. from scratch. So it'll be up soon. Okay. It'll be up soon. If okay. you want stickers or you want hats or shirts or anything, just get at us on Instagram, shoot us a message. Um, I'd be happy to send out some stickers uh, with, with anything you order from me personally. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. That's what I wanted to address because I didn't want people getting on there and, uh, then they're having problems, um, and they can't get what they need to get. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, just go to our Instagram and DM us, and we accept Venmo, PayPal, uh, Apple Pay, any of that stuff. Okay. What got you cool. started to, to fish? All of that. What you, What's what, that? What started you to fish? Oh, man. Uh, I think I started fishing... I was like oh, okay. five. Uh, me and uh, me and a friend of mine, which was geez, thirty five years ago now. Man, I think of that, and uh, I don't want to think of that. Um, <laughs> you know, I lived uh, about a fifteen minute walk, about a five minute bike ride from the Nisqually River in Washington State, uh, which is one of the largest glaciers to come off of Mount Rainier, and uh, just a beautiful scenic fishery. Lot, uh, used to be a lot of salmon, used to be a lot of steelhead, um, sea run cutthroat, just just a really beautiful fishery. So I, I used to fish that all the time um, and was able to ride my bike down there and fish and, and go up to my buddy's place to his pond or, or just over to a local lake and did a lot of uh, spinner fishing, you know. Uh, with foxtails and a lot of bait fishing and things like that. So I've always loved fishing, uh, mastered, mastered the bait side of things, I think, and the, and the, uh, spinner fishing with Panther Martins and such. <laughs> um, 
and came over here to Montana in 2012. And I immediately picked up a fly rod went to the missoulian angler and got an echo base okay. model you know with the with the you know just right. the full package the fly line the everything and i started fishing and yes yeah i you know definitely watched a river runs through it numerous times to be like oh that's where i gotta go i gotta go to the, the black <laughs> <laughs> you know to fish so here I am going to go into the University of Montana in Missoula uh, back in 2012, and I'm learning how to fly fish, uh, which is an entirely new thing. Uh, but seeing as I had kind of already had like reading water down and kind of fish behavior, uh, definitely not like brown behavior or. Uh, like brown trout behavior, brown trout behavior to me is totally different. I had never fished for browns. I had never fished for bass. I had basically only fished for um, rainbow trout, cutthroat trout, uh, steelhead, and salmon over in Washington. And and I will tell you, I don't fish for steelhead anymore. I don't even fly fish for steelhead. Uh, I haven't had any opportunities to go on rivers where there's no issues with uh steelhead uh, it's just it's not a it's like a personal preference i guess you could say i i don't want to mess with the steelhead right now uh i think they're in a really fragile place so i grew up on the nisqually river in washington state and uh one of the tributaries to the nisqually river is the michelle river it runs just you know probably five miles past my, where, where I grew up, up river, it runs into the river and the mouth of the Michelle is a few hundred feet across. And in the eighties, uh, we were getting runs of steelhead and, and the steelhead would cover that entire mouth, right? just thousands of steelhead when they're running, you know, they'd come up and they'd go up their Michelle and they'd spawn. And now, you know, we're lucky. We're lucky if there's 20 or 30 that make it through the weir you wow. know, 30 miles down river from there. So, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not fishing for them up here uh, in any of the areas in Idaho where, you know, they do have a season for them, but I, I don't think, I don't think you should have a season for fish that are coming back in, in, you know, countable numbers. Right. I just don't think that that's, I don't think that's great. I think, you know, they're doing a lot of work right now, like getting a lot of those dams uh, taken down, especially the dams that don't make any power. They're just dams, you know, uh, getting those down and, and trying to make our, you know, we got a lot of work to do on the fisheries just across this entire nation and around the world right now. So uh, any, any programs that you can jump on wherever you're at, to help with that, especially the steelhead in the Pacific Northwest. Um, there's some rivers in Canada that see substantial returns of steelhead and salmon, but for the most part, uh, I mean, half of the fisheries, half of the rivers in Washington, I believe, are still shut down. Like, they don't even have a season anymore on some of those rivers for salmon and steelhead, which makes sense. You know, sh shut them down. There's really good documentaries. <laughs> there's, there, there's really good documentaries if you if people want to watch it. Um, I I literally got caught up in them 
like for like three days on YouTube um, about the dams, the steelhead, and the natives fighting for the dams to come down. Um, mm -hmm. There's actually one about the guy that spray paints the dams. Did you hear about that guy? No. He does murals, like weird murals on the. Uh, they'll they'll they they don't spray paint them. They actually paint them, and it's like the most dangerous thing you could freaking do. And what they'll do is they'll uh, they'll watch the dam for a few days. And I'm giving away the documentary, but it's pretty cool. So they actually like do like secret ops onto the dam to see when the security's going by, and then they'll sneak on when when they're between shifts and r repel down what? the dam. And paint shit, like get rid of the dam or whatever. And it takes them like all night. So they have like these buckets and they're just covered in paint. And then eventually they'll like rappel down. And there's going to be guys with boats at the bottom of the dam to take them out. And they've gotten arrested. They've gotten in trouble. But then like the whole town sees it, you know, as they're driving by. They see that on there. And it's helped drastically with taking dams down out That's west. awesome. <laughs> the, the, the documentaries are freaking awesome. I mean, there's a lot of them, especially about steelhead with dams and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. So there was this dam in, uh, in Washington that comes off of the Puget Sound there and goes up the Elwha. So the Elwha Dam, uh, the Elwha River on the Olympic Peninsula in Washington, uh, they destroyed that dam and they were like, yeah, you know, after a few years, we might see some numbers returning. They I came that year, that year they came they, back. They came that year, man, just yeah. in, in the tens of thousands, I think, and maybe yeah. even in the hundreds of thousands, something like that. And it's just like, this is a no brainer, you know, where we're at right now. Uh, we've, we've got to, we got to figure out a way to, uh, to just make this stuff happen faster, you know? Well, it's not even it's not even the steelhead. It's the same thing with the East Coast. I mean, we don't ha on the East Coast we don't have the clean rivers like we used to. But um, in Connecticut, they had a program um, for a few years where they were stocking Atlantic salmon. And they were seeing if they would go out and come back. They did it here in Jersey with sea round brown trout. Uh, there's a river that Dave you actually oh, yeah. fished it. Uh, the the mouth where we fished yep. where you hooked your fluke. That's the Manusquan oh, okay. River. It goes up. Sea around brown trout used to come up that all the way towards where we were fishing, right. where you lost that right. big striper. Uh, and they tried to restock it, but if you have dirty water, they're not going to come back. And you got to keep that, you know, going and going. So you'll get maybe one or two coming back, but it was nothing that was like, woohoo, they're coming back. But in Connecticut, they were doing the same thing with Atlantic salmon for years. And they would get maybe like 100 come back after, you know, over like 10,000 or what, 100,000 they were putting in there. Like the numbers were like complete dog shit. So they started taking out a couple of dams, like smaller dams. And they, they didn't start seeing the stockers come back. They started seeing wild salmon come in. And this just got reported, like, I think a year, last year, they reported that they, people were catching wild salmon on those rivers. Uh, they weren't catching them, like, on daily basis, but they've caught, like, two or three. So if you're getting Atlantic salmon coming into Connecticut, New Hampshire, or whatever, that tells you that the waters are not that dirty, and if we remove the dams, 
we might see the populations uh, that maybe we saw when they started declining. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a huge challenge because East Coast is way more populated than the West Coast. Yeah. Like, it's so condensed over here. It's stupid. I mean, Dave probably uh, doesn't know one fucking person on the block where he lives, but you probably know everybody in your town. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Montana, man. We know know a lot of the people around here. Yeah, you know fucking... You need need a stick of butter. You're driving 100 miles to go get it, but the guy knows who you are. That's true. Yeah. He, uh, he he won't even say I won't give you a stick of butter. Here, just take my cow, put him in the back of the truck. And by the time you get there, she'll be ready. And in the morning, you're ready to turn some butter, bro. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, we're we're pretty rural out here. I got the kid holding the antenna for the uh the wire outside. On the roof, on the roof, right? I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> strap, strap, strap to the chimney just so it doesn't fall. Hey, wake up! Like, <laughs> if you see him reaching down below, he's got a little buzzer, like electronic buzzer. Hey, no, no sleeping. <laughs> it's not an electronic buzzer. It's a dog collar. It works. So, um, <laughs> since we were talking about the declining numbers, do you feel you? that maybe Alaska's having the same issue with steelhead or you think they're still in a healthy population up there? Uh, I'm not a bi- I'm not a biologist by any means. I think that, I think that our, our oceans and our fisheries are suffering, you know, and it's definitely, <laughs> see, this is, this is a fine line that I walk to not get into politics, but I'm, I'm fully into, uh, conservation but i will say that you know human beings are definitely putting strain on our uh on nature okay and when nature can't repair itself uh especially uh let's see like in the in the flats and in the ocean in some of these tropical places you go to you go and you see these reefs you know these reefs are uh eroding basically uh, or dying off right so like the great barrier reef apparently is is in great danger you know it just tells you like to me i think of the earth is like you know the the water in the ocean it's like the most important part of the earth right the earth's over 70 percent water we're over 70 percent water you know uh without water this planet and everything on it would die um so to me, it just seems like a no-brainer, vital, vital, vital thing to get out there and do whatever you can to, to help uh, with our fisheries and help with the water, whether it's in Alaska or it's in Montana or New Jersey or Mexico, <laughs> you know, anywhere. Because um, we just, we see, we see so much going on with, humans effect on everything you know what 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 we leave in places uh, these these garbage patches in the ocean and um oil spills all this stuff i mean i could go on forever but the the real thing is is that we we have an opportunity to start doing stuff and uh you know whether that's you know getting with conservation so that's going and cleaning stuff up or getting with these nonprofits that are 
really aiming to to do things better or you know going green with some things granted uh i think drastic efforts have to be made to to try and keep the health of our fisheries going and uh, gosh, it's so depressing to think about sometimes. <laughs> it's like, are, are we going to be, you know, am I going to be able to start fishing for steelhead again in my lifetime uh, in a, uh, in a, you know, in a fishery that's healthy enough to do it? I hope so. Am I going to be able to take my kids fish for steelhead on the Nisqually River again? Uh, you know, some point in the future, I would hope so. Um, so, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of what we all have to think in the back of our minds. Like, what, what do we want for, what do we want for our future and our kids' future and stuff like that with all these fisheries? And that's, I guess that's my driving, uh, that, that's what drives me with, with what's going on with, the the oceans and the rivers and everything and water you know so i've always i've always watched your your live through tipsy tying and i was always like curious like i was like what is he raising this money for like this doesn't even make sense <laughs> and then i start I, I, well because i didn't understand what was behind it you know what i mean yeah I, i've always known like striper fishing on the east coast we we suffered through it greatly and dave will probably tell you because he's been alive longer than i have and fished for stripers a lot longer than i have just because i didn't get into striper fishing till about 10 years ago but they've been striper fishing for like 40 years now um, but you know, the numbers in the, in the seventies drastically declined on, you know, late seventies, early eighties on the East coast for striped bass. Uh, I mean, the numbers went down to the point where when I talked to some of the old timers, like my buddy's dad, they, they were, they were happy if they caught maybe one fish in a week, one fish in a week. I was catching 50 fish in like three hours this past fall they were they were lucky if they caught one fish uh they would have tournaments uh and he 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 was actually in a tournament with uh, bob popovics back in the day and he was the only guy out of the whole entire tournament in the fall to catch a fish and it was on one fish in the whole entire week that was my buddy's dad he ended up winning the tournament with one fish that was 22 inches that was it nobody else caught fish not even the guys on the boats. So the numbers were pretty bad. They came, they came back, but uh, the stripers are suffering greatly on the East Coast, um, all the way from you know Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, all the way up to Maine. They're, the numbers are really bad. Um, and since we're on the what sub- do you think is causing that over there? Um, well, all of it, I, in in my opinion, was commercial commercial yep. fishery took took a lot of it uh but now the and I'm going to have another expert that that's going to be talking about this later uh, this month is kind of focused on conservation uh next through the summer I want to focus on that a little bit uh winter is more like tying and that's what I discussed with Dave about having people talk about conservation and fishery and, and fish education water education things like that but um now I believe there's only two states you're allowed to commercially fish for striped bass, and I believe Massachusetts is uh, one of them, and Maine's the other one. 
Um, but now I think in this day and age with everything, I believe every state on the East Coast should make you register and pay for a saltwater license. Uh, I wouldn't say yeah. you need one for brackish water, uh, but I would just make it a saltwater, and that includes brackish water. But I, th I think if they made it a payable license, and they would have more people issued fines for stupid shit they do, it would slow down. Uh, it wouldn't stop it, but... Dave could tell you from his own perspective when he goes to New York, one of the peers, you're going to see certain type of people, and I'm not going to get racist in this, but there are certain type of people that are not educated in fishing and what they're allowed to keep and when they're not allowed to keep because where they come from. Where they come from, you catch a fish, yep. you take it home. I'm, my parents always tell me, where are my fish? I said, I fish a stream where it's catch and release only. And there's no keepers, even trophy, there's no keepers for small fish, no nothing. It's catch and release only. Well, that's stupid. Just put it in a cooler. I said, and it doesn't work that way because then guess what? My son, that's two, he's not going to have any fish to catch when he's old enough to exactly. go by himself. Um, so the lack of education when it comes to saltwater fishing and what you're allowed to keep, what you're not allowed to keep, uh, and the amount of fines that are going on, I don't think is enough. Um, if you watch some of the shows on TV, you'll see the game wardens issue out a ticket here and there on saltwater. We don't have enough game wardens to issue out as many tickets as we need to issue out on, on daily basis on saltwater. Um, same thing with freshwater. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that go night fishing and they illegally catch a lot of small fish. I, I see it every day. I mean, when I go striper fishing, there's a guy that fishes with us. And we literally, we've tried everything. We've tried talking to him. There's people that slashed his tires, um, broke his nets, and... He doesn't stop. He keeps the fish. If it's an inch shorter, wow. he keeps it, and it's not right. It's not. It's not right. Um, so they released a new regulation uh, for the East Coast for stripers. Um, it's going to be in effect, I believe, July first, where it's going all out. You're only allowed to keep fish between the size of 28 to 30. Before it was between 28 and 32. Um, some people disagree with that. Some people do agree with that. Um, it's a sore subject because everybody's got their own opinion. I'm not a biologist, like you said, so I can't say whether that's right or that's wrong. I haven't been in the saltwater game long enough to know whether that's right or wrong. Every person that's been in the game long enough, um, says something different. But I do agree, and when I found out what you do for these rivers and how you help the rivers, and not just for the sake of the river, but also for the sake of the fish and uh, our future as human beings, uh, you know, God forbid the world ends, and that's got to be our source of food. We don't have a source of food. Um, yeah. Or just in general, it's 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 a good recreation for kids to get away from things. Uh you know, there's so many veterans that benefit from going fishing. 
Uh, it helps drastically with PTSD. Uh, it helps me. I mean, that's why I started it. Um, but I got this year. I finally. What was it like a month ago? I did my my first thing, my raising the you did. money. Um, Heck yeah, man! And I, I jumped on it. I mean, the first thing I asked you, how do I get involved? What do I do? And you you explained everything to me. So, guys, if you have any questions on how to do anything with raising money, hit up uh, Double D here. Uh, he'll take you through it. Absolutely. It's 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 pretty simple though because. I mean, as soon as he explained it Instagram to me, it was makes like, it really easy. <laughs> it's like step by step, and it just yeah. super duper easy. Help out as best as you can. Um, I I wish the TU chapters uh, wouldn't just take your money and preserve a certain creek that they want to preserve. They would actually put that money towards things that like you raise the money for or actually put it to use and actually take the chapters out there and clean these rivers and preserve them and restructure them instead of just giving the money to somebody and they don't really know. And I think there's a lot of TU chapters that are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Hmm. Yeah, sure. I'd be curious wow. to find out about that. You know, there's... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'd be curious to find out about that, but at the same time, I can say I can speak for Montana to you, and I can uh, definitely speak for our local chapters, the Bitterroot chapter and the Missoula chapter. Man, um, they've done some amazing work on the creeks, on local creeks around here. You know, amazing restoration work, um, and they have definitely been at the forefront of a lot of battles with you know, big industry, mining industry, stuff like that in the state of Montana. So, so I, I don't know about your experiences over there. I'm, I would almost guess that some of the TU chapters over there may be older. Uh, maybe there's, uh, maybe there's some other politics tied into it. I don't know. I, but I'd be curious to find out about that. Um, and, and, and if, and, and if, you know, it's funny. I I used to like last year we raised the money for Montana TU, and I handed that four hundred bucks to Billy Pfeiffer, um, who's like their outreach coordinator um, or outreach manager or something like something to that. I don't know his exact title, but I, I handed that money to him, and he was just like, "Man, this is going to send one kid to fishing camp next year." And like, that was super important to me. So like kids fly fishing, entomology, uh, the, the, the fisheries, the conservation behind everything. And, and like another important facet to all of this, it's like how to just get outside and how to have fun, whether, whether you're outside, you're with other people, you're tying flies or you're fishing you're fly fishing, you're getting out in nature, you're learning about the streams, you're learning about the fish, you're learning about the bugs. There's so much to learn and like so much awesome stuff for for people of all ages, man. Like kids all the way up to, you know, retirees, okay? Um, men, women, children, everybody, you know? And I just, I think that those are the most, those are the most important things, you know, to, to, to focus on 
within this. If, if you can, if you, if we can, if we can raise 400 bucks to send a kid to fishing camp, that's great. Now I want to find out how to raise 800 bucks, to send two kids to fishing camp this year. Right. And that's going to kind of be my goal every year. It's, I'm just going to keep raising the bar. And, and I hope people understand like uh, a lot of what I do. Okay. It, you know, it might be funny stuff and might be, you know, stuff like this. Like, honestly, I didn't make these to make money. <laughs> I haven't made money. Off of them. <laughs> I made these to make y'all smile. You know, like right. I, I do stuff like that to make y'all smile. Um, we, we haven't, I fly fish Montana has not made any money. Um, granted we do, we get a lot of cool stuff from a lot of cool companies that we get to use. Um, we also, you know, work with a lot of small businesses, right? We work with, uh, small businesses from Montana, small businesses from Canada, small businesses from the rest of the U S some international businesses like that are either based in, you know, the fly fishing industry or in conservation or whatever. But we work with those businesses to, you know, expose them to our following. Like I, I made a decision years ago once I think when we reached 5,000 followers, I just said, you know, it's, it's my responsibility to, you know, okay, granted, I'm kind of an influencer and I, I don't like that word. I, I, I look at myself as a, a, as a social media marketing journalist, so to speak, or, a, you know, a, a spokesperson for, you know, whatever companies that we're, we're working with to whatever conservations we're trying to focus our money and time on. But by no means does I fly fish Montana make any money. Uh, everything that we do make, we put back into these trips. We put back into these uh, organizations, these conservations. And I just hope people understand that. Like I, I, I fly fish Montana is not my job. I am a full-time bartender and a, a full-time dad and also a, a two other businesses that I run from home. So, uh, you know, it's, it, take it as you must, but understand that like I, I've, I've had some people in the past like question, you know, Oh man, you must be, you must be making a lot of money with, with all these fundraisers and stuff. And I'm like, dude, all the money goes directly to these people. They're called fundraisers <laughs> for a reason. Yeah. They're called fundraisers. Like we, we, we're giving all this money. Like, first of all, the, the beauty of the Instagram thing is we don't even touch the money, right? Like, yeah. uh, we don't even touch it. It goes to Instagram and they actually pay. I looked into it and I researched it and uh, it, it all goes directly to these organizations. Um, and Instagram doesn't take a cent. Granted, I think Instagram probably claims the claims the donation and they probably, you know, it's a write -off, tax write-off for them or whatever. Whatever. You know what? We're still getting the money to the conservation and that's really all that matters. I mean, there's no easier way to collect money than that. Now the only yeah. thing the only thing that I would wish uh I would really wish that a lot of these programs and I and I don't know every program I've ever focused on when it came to fly fishing is let's just get together let's learn how to tie and let's uh go fish but nobody talks about how to preserve the fishing nobody talks about how does the bait get there? Why does the bait go there? How important the bait is? Uh, and stream stream structure uh, in Uptown, he, when we were on the trout fishing uh, trip, he's never been dry fly fishing before. 
So as I'm trying to explain to him what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you're talking about Uptown? Uptown, yeah. Uh, he's never, never casted a dry fly to a, a brown trout in his life. Um, so we're... We gave him the flies. We we all purchased flies from because we support the local fly shop and we purchased little shit. And uh, everybody's explaining things that how they go and we're talking, having conversations. You know, hey, I wonder if these flies are going to be hatching. So, dude, Uptown's fucking brain under the hat. I could see the steam just building up because he's like. Holy shit, there's an emerger. Holy shit, there's this done. There's a spinner. What's going to happen <laughs> next? Why is there 15 other flies hatching at the same time? They're all in the sky. They're all hitting me in the face. What do I do? Which one do I pick? They're pink. They're all white. They're all black. I don't know. <laughs> what size do I, you know? And a lot of these, uh, in my opinion... Even TUs around here don't teach you the the bugs in the water and how the bugs work and why they and how long they live underwater. That's very crucial and critical to a fly fisherman. You are might there, know you, you, what they're what. Are there uh, mayfly projects over there? I don't think so. Not that I know I of. Think, you should check and see if there's a mayfly project over there. I think you'd get a kick out of that. Because I know they talk a lot about, uh, so they usually have a lot of biologists working with the Mayfly Project. Um, uh, Elon Stribbing, he's uh, he's the Black Steve Irwin on uh, on Instagram. He's a bio, uh, 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 yeah, he's a biologist, and he's a volunteer for the Mayfly Project. Man, and I know who you're talking in, about. I would try to get him yeah. on the show. He's too busy; he can't come on the show. Oh, he's super busy, man. He's he's okay. always doing something. He's flying somewhere to fish somewhere. Yeah. He's doing something with the Mayfly Project, or he's doing comedy or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, may, eventually, once once you get about twenty or thirty shows in the books, man, you'll start getting more important people than me. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not that important. Well, you are because <laughs> the money the money you raise and how you do it and what you do, I think, is important. Yeah, needless to say, you're covering Montana. But if, if there's yeah. one person in each state that takes this initiation, there there's one river pretty much in every state that might need help. It might not be on the 10 most dangerous list, but if it's close to it, why not take care of it? You know, uh, you, you look at all these yeah. old timers, no matter where you go, right? Whether it's saltwater, Dave, you could, you could say it because you know, they'll tell you how fishing was freaking amazing back in the day it's yeah, always back always. in the day it was amazing why so why aren't we doing something about what the fuck is going on now that's what's pissing me off so you're talking about how great it was but then you don't want to get involved to make it better now mm-hmm. like like yeah you're fucking 80 years old you're 70 years old you're 60 years old but guess what you could still fucking talk you still have money you still could walk open your mouth and just go do something, educate. And then all these clubs, I don't know if it's like this in Montana, but why is it, at least here, every fucking club, it's a bunch of fucking old fucks, and they're not bringing in new, they're not bringing they're not. in new guys. There's no new guys coming in. It's all old fuckers that could barely fucking stay awake during a fucking meeting, 
and there is no young guys. So how are you supposed to pass the tradition on to the next guy? The fucking internet is killing our sport. It's killing the industry. Yep. It's killing preservation for our fisheries, in my opinion. You and think the internet's killing it, or you think that, I mean... I think it's really hurting it because all the information you could get to go into fly fishing now, you could find on the internet. Back in the day, mm -hmm. I mean, even when I first started, YouTube was there, but you fucking had... You had to read a book. <laughs> you know, you waited... I got a book! You had, to, you had to wait for the AOL exactly. to load before you could go on YouTube, and then you were getting, like... So, you know, like books and uh, I, I still buy books to this day do you guys get these with your with your tu groups out there yeah I'll, if i show you what i get you're gonna laugh <laughs> probably a, pla you a, get a probably newsletter pamphlet or something that's it it's 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 we get a uh, newsletter I, I don't even go to the meetings because it's so pathetic when you go to the meeting you get like three people to turn out the only time they turn out is if you're yep. giving away free shit yeah, i mean i think what you guys gotta do see rally with your state and try and get you know some trout unlimited license plates get some uh you guys i mean that's that's where it starts is like going to these meetings and saying this stuff man you know ruffle some feathers dude go go to your next tu meeting and be like hey all you old plus you get thrown out listen up <laughs> my name's george and and we need to get some young blood in this in these meetings can can i get some money to start throwing it like some internet advertisements and getting some young people to start coming to these meetings i mean do so, it man but no, you know what I mean. Like I'm, I'm part of a few clubs, and Lou is uh, Lou is one of the tires that comes to the fly fishing show. So Lou's watching oh, uptown. Uh, yeah, and he said we've tried for years. Younger crowds don't show up. So uh, I, I don't know what the fuck to do. But I'll tell you this: the first time I went to a meeting, uh, and it was a TU meeting, and, and then it was a saltwater meeting the ne next day. I show up in there. And I'm in my, I was 25. I walk in there. Every fucking guy was no younger wow. than 65. So where are the guys that are 50, that are 40? Where are they? They're 30. They're not there. Yeah, they might be dads. They might be busy with their lives. But I think there's, we don't do enough, in my opinion, on the East Coast here to get everybody to come out and do something you know maybe do a barbecue maybe make a bigger announcement give shit away to get the crowd to come in maybe get a big vendor that uh you know a big barbecue joint that, that does barbecue and have them fucking cater for the whole entire fucking weekend and all the money that's raised give him half of it and then he could write it off. There's a tax write-off as a business if you own if you host it in your place there's a huge huge tax write-off in the state of New Jersey. I know that for a fact. But I don't know about New York, Pennsylvania, and all that. But if you do that, I think the younger crowds will show. If you go on the stream and you send younger guys out there to talk to the younger guys, I think they'll come. The, the problem is that the younger guys are not talking to the younger guys. And then when nope. they do talk to them, the younger guy will come talk to the main guy that's in charge. And... It's talking to a fucking old guy. 
the old guys really need to teach the young guys everything so the young guys could approach yeah. the younger crowd with the young younger way of speaking. Like, yo, you know what I mean? Instead of, do you understand, sonny boy? Because <laughs> you Back can't... when I was your age, we used, to, we used to have to walk up the creek uphill both ways. So out west, out west, you guys tie a lot of Catskill-style flies, right? Because they work. Now, things are getting adapted as you're tying these flies. So I'm part of the Catskills Fly Tying Guild, where they teach you how to tie the traditional Catskill-style flies. But it's a bunch of old fucks. And Lou, I, I'm, not, I'm not meaning you because you're still in like the same age as me. But I'm talking about you got 65-year-olds that can't fucking see. They don't know whether they're – like we do a Zoom call and they think they're in focus, but their whole face is in focus and the fucking fly is a blur. And I can't see wow. what he's tying. Uh, I even offered. I said, "Let me, let me cut. Let's meet up somewhere, and I'll bring my camera gear, and I'll zoom in on your fly because your flies are so nice, and you could tie it up, and we could make it nice. We have younger guys that could do it. They don't want to do it, and it's just that that preservation of the beauty of classic Catskill style flies is gonna yeah. disappear." In the next 20 to 30 years. It's just going to be gone. It's only going to be on the internet. And half of the shit that's on the internet. Is tied incorrectly. And that's the way I've been doing it. For fucking 14 years. And my flies never fucking rode the water. The right way. And I've missed many fish. Because the flies were not tied correctly. Now there's new patterns. That are evolving out of this. Catskills fly tying guilt. Is so stuck on tying the old way and not introducing some of the new patterns like emergers. Uh, maybe like uh, the comparisons with a deer hair. They're, they're sticking to the old styles in, in that. And I don't like that. I, I, don't, I don't like that. It, I love the club and I love what I learn, but I, fish, I wish we could do a lot more than that. And I don't know how to do more than that. I, I really don't. I feel as if I'm going to talk to them, they're just going to be like, whatever, dude. We tried and it doesn't work. Uh, I what don't do you know. think, Captain? Well, I really don't know about the dry fly stuff, you know? But uh, talk about saltwater yeah. clubs. They're the same way. They stuck They stuck to their own, the way, way. Their own ways. That's the problem. And then trying to get these young people, they're like, ah, I'm not going to listen to that old guy. He don't, he don't know what he's talking about. That's their attitude, you know. I'll find it on the internet. Hey, that guy you that got I really some young yeah. punks over there, man. The old guys know everything there is to know about fly fishing. The 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 the, the young guy that the you know the Joey Schmoey fly tying fool on YouTube. He showed me how to do it the right way. You don't know how to do it. Did you see his camera set up? He's got like a ten thousand dollar camera, dude. The picture was perfect, and I didn't have to open a book. And read line by line how to do each step. I, it was all on a video. And I could hit pause, yep. replay. And I watched how to tie it the wrong way. But he did such a good job tying it the wrong way. My fly didn't even swim right. Yep. He did it the right way. <laughs> it was a high quality video. Yep. But yeah, yeah. you know, it sucks. It sucks. 
What are you sipping on there? Because I don't have your video in front of me anymore. This is diet, diet, and I, I have. Uh, if you guys are interested, I have these cool, cool. koozies. They're oh. hooked on the fly koozies. There's black koozies. There's yeah. Black. And there's olive. So if you pick up a black hat, you can get a black koozie to go with it, or you can buy the olive one. And did get you the get those hat. from Logan? Yes, I did. And the man. He's a good guy. And the hats I'm came out pretty now. good. So you're sipping on diet and what else? Diet Coke, and I have some uh, Bradshaw uh, oh. Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Ooh. This is. Uh, I, I, I went with what you said to go with. Does it taste like a smoky tire? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, I'm, it, it's a trans dimensional smoky dram. Wow. So this is a 103.8 proof. Uh, 103.8? Wow. Yeah. This but is uh, 145. <laughs> this is 51.9. So that's this probably, probably a, one, uh, yeah. 102, maybe yours. Yeah, it should be 102, yeah. Uh, if you haven't tried this one, I highly recommend it. This is made by Terry Bradshaw. Oh, wow. This is his brand. But it's absolutely nice. It's absolutely delicious. So you got to do a Terry Bradshaw sticker. You have to. Terry Bradshaw. I don't know what it would be. I don't know. You got to figure it out. But I need one yeah. so I can send it to all my Pittsburgh <laughs> friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. He was yeah. on the Steelers, wasn't he? Yeah. He won. He won the. He won the championship in seventy four, seventy five, seventy eight, and nope. seventy nine. So Double D, what was the biggest fish you ever caught? Four, four rings. The biggest fish I've ever caught. Uh, it's probably a 27-pound Chinook salmon. Oh, okay. That must have been a nice fight. That's probably the biggest fish I've ever caught. Yeah, I've, I've lost some bigger ones. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you this. What's your least favorite fish to catch? White fish. My least favorite <laughs> fish to catch. You know... That's a tough one, man. Because I I like catching I, fish. Uh, yeah, I would probably say a sucker. I can give you one, and I can't stand them so fast. Maybe a sucker. Fucking C. C. Robbins. What's that? If you fish the salt, you're, you're exactly what, what is it? C. Robbins. C. Robbins. They got wings. They got wings. <laughs> they got wings. Matter of fact, someone posted on uh, ugly IG tonight or this afternoon. It was, it, it, oh, was it was Dennis. It was Dennis. The Dennis. Dennis caught one. Yeah, he yep. caught one on the clouser. Yeah, yeah. I catch him on the pink and white clouser. Yeah, these all the things, time. man. Yeah. Hey, uptown. Did you? You nope. been down to the Bahamas? Never did. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. But you've I been. Have. To, have you been to tropical yeah. salt? Like Puerto Rico, Ecuador, Dominican okay. Republic. Gotcha. Hey, you, no. you caught bones. Always. I always, I always oh, went out on a boat. I had one. I had one. Deep sea, blue sea. Yeah. I caught a wahoo. Oh, okay. oh nice. For like yeah, snapper yeah. and grouper. Why? No. You didn't catch a bone? I wasn't on the beach. I always went on a boat. No. Double D. Double D. You, never ca- you, you didn't catch one? Dude, I had four four opportunities to catch one. Oh, good idea. I didn't get one. Why? So Poor cat. I'm going to tell you. 
I'm gonna tell you the 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 dumbest story ever, right? My first. Well, save act. save it save save it for the after show. That's gonna be the the, the ticker. But I wanna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I gotta say this. So Lou said the whitefish is native to Montana. Lou is very educated when it comes to fly yeah. fishing and education. I I love talking to Lou. He is like a wealth of knowledge. Me and him don't have enough conversations, and Lou's definitely gonna come on the show soon, hopefully. Um, but, um, uh, this is funny. And Dave, I don't, uh, Uptown, I don't know if you noticed what's behind him on the wall. I don't know if you could see or not, but it says hatch chart. But every time I've ever yeah. seen him tie flies, always, it's squirmy always warmies. squirmy warmies. <laughs> Are they on the chart? Are they on the chart? Is the squirmy warmy on the chart? <laughs> Uh, available, right available all yeah. year long. <laughs> you see that? The green line wow. goes all year. Look at that! Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> all year. <laughs> I just had to. I had to put that in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, it, so. The reason I tie those is because they're the quickest and easiest tie, and I sell them. So, I guess they catch fish. Yeah, that's, uh, listen, if you sell them, people buy them. <laughs> the, yeah, they do. We call it a oh, turd yeah. and a worm over here. So you you throw on a you throw on a big uh, like a, right. a, a bitch creek or a uh, um, a rubber legs, you know, anything like that, and throw that on right dangle a worm about 16 to 24 inches below that <laughs> and yeah you just be reeling them in all day long you know i guess uh when when the fishing's really slow most guides will throw that oh on okay they're more novice uh, yes yeah, that's the guaranteed throw on a indicator or a bobber whatever you want to call it indicator bobber it's a bobber it's it's a piece of plastic that wow. tells you when the fish bites the line. <laughs> yeah. So my 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 goal for next year is to come out to Montana. I thought I was going to be able to make it this year, uh, but that's well, that's the that's the goal for next year. So you should come out next year, but uh, for the middle of June and come to our uh, our annual West Fork campout. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, definitely. I would love that. Ooh. I would definitely love that. I think I'm gonna. I might be skipping my trout trip to the annual trout trip. I know we only have limited amount of years with with Mike, uh, <laughs> the way he acts up, you know. Uh, but if I could do that, I might. I might do that. Yeah, come on out, man. It's it's open to anybody. We have this. Uh, I mean, we don't necessarily have it. It's a DNRC uh, campsite that we go to, and uh, we, uh, I say we, it's kind of a, a collection of different folks that have been going there for the last, you know, 15, 20 years, but I've been going there for the last, like, six or seven years, uh, but now... Uh, last year we kind of made it official. I actually made t-shirts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, sweet. Annual camp out. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how big it gets. Uh, we'll be doing it. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing it next week. So the 14th through the 18th, nice. we'll be up there camping and, uh, fishing and just enjoying everybody's company and enjoying the fish. 
the salmon flies should be hitting pretty hard Ooh. right about that time. So uh, generally we, we hit the hatch right on the nose. Last year we kind of hit the, we hit the hatch after a few days. So all of the fish had basically gorged on the salmon flies and they were no longer Oof. taking a salmon fly. They just they didn't want nothing to do with it. They were like, forget Oh, they wanted salmon. nothing to do with it. If you caught a fish, if you happened to catch a fish, which you, you still could, um, it just wasn't lights out. But if you happened to catch a fish, you could feel their bellies like moving. Just full, yeah, full of bugs. Full of salmon wow. fries this big, man. Yeah. Just, and you could feel them just crawling around inside the bellies of these fish. It's just insane, man. So uptown. And just like yeah. footballs. Uptown, remember we were, we were on the side of the creek yep. and I said that's a stone fly? Yep. And it was the big, big fuckers. So they're very similar to that and they're sl- slightly right. larger than that. Oh, okay. So that's what they're he's big. talking about. So they were close to equivalent. At, they're very meaty. They they got a lot of meat on them. They're, but they're about the same size as okay. the flies. Yeah, the flies were fishing. They were big, man. The, yeah. So, but they they tie him ah, so, oh, so like stays on top out there. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to put no right. float Some, floating on it. Some of those salmon flies you see are about wow. as big as your thumb, Dave. They're big. Big. If I had my phone, if my phone wasn't in the other room recording or or doing this live, I would show you uh me and Nate Lachance. About five years ago, we were on uh, the Bitterroot, and we had a couple of bugs, and we ate them. We yeah. cheers and ate them. Hey, man, to 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 think like a fish you must become a fish. Oh, I, 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 I like that saying. So next ne- next year, if we do our annual trip that we normally do, I'm gonna make everybody eat a green Drake. There you go. Yeah, eat them, and make sure you have bug. a liquor too. There you have go. A liquor. Just, yeah, <laughs> just follow it yep. up with a little toast to the stars. That's it. Um, do you have anything important you want to say to everybody out there as far as maybe conservation or anything that you want to share? Because uh, the live feed on the on the YouTube will end, and the rest right. of it will be on the podcast. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know, do whatever you can, whatever, whatever you can. If you got 15 minutes a week, you want to dedicate to doing some conservation, do it. Um, I've, I've chosen to make the entire focus of I fly fish Montana toward getting out there to fish and do events and to, to be in this community. And if you have the means to do that too, do it. Do it as best you can. I mean, I mean uh, conservation is important, and our fisheries are definitely important. I think that's kind of been the theme of this whole uh, this whole evening. Um, I would say that you know the most important thing in fishing right now is that we make sure that we have fishing for our for the next generation and the generation after that. So, um, and if you guys ever have any questions, reach out to me. I respond to every uh reasonable message on instagram <laughs> if, it's a, so, if, it, if you start uh, asking him what out. color underwear he's wearing he might not answer i might not answer that and you might go into that other folder, folder <laughs> that never gets answered 
<laughs> and the folder that that Instagram goes, you may no longer talk to this person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, thank hey uh, George and Uptown, thank you guys so much for oh you welcome me on your show anytime. Man. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, we'll definitely dive into you coming back next year. Uh, because I, I want to see how the program and everything's progressed with you. I always enjoy talking to you, and it's always fun. So if you guys want to check out the after show, um, you guys are going to have to wait till tomorrow uh, to see it. Uh, but it'll be uploaded probably for, by noon tomorrow. Um, if you guys want to check it out, it's going to be, uh, you know, gloves are coming off, and we're getting a little nasty, and we're going to talk the truth. Uh <laughs> Taking the gloves off. Uh, we might even we might even get Double D to play us a song. Um, and I'll get uh, it on oh, this thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, he plays <laughs> it all the time. So people really appreciate it. So he could actually even bring his like Instagram page back in and just mute us. He's just got to mute it. He's just got to mute it. Really appreciate it. So he could actually even bring his like Instagram page back in and. Just mute us. He's just gotta mute it. He's just... There it is. He, he now he muted it. Uh, and then when he mutes it, then he could play, and people could hear him, and he could he plays his people as they're coming into the room. He'll be like, "Ah, oh, here comes Uptown Dave '69." <laughs> and he'll sing it and and play a play a theme to it. So. I really appreciate everybody coming in that came in, that participated. I am not going to eat a Helgramite uh, because there's no Helgram. There's not that many where I fish. You see maybe one or two, but I'm not doing that. Uh, uh, but I will, Dennis, if you join us on the yearly trip, I will make you eat a green drake and jump over the campfire like we made Uptown Dave jump. And you might have to find uh, fight the island bear uh, one night. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, me and me and before we drop off. So me and Dave, we did a uh, we did a trip that with my friends. We always do it every year, and I invited Dave to come out. And uh, Dave caught his first brown trout. Oh yes, I did. Line. It was awesome, too, man. Thanks, G. Uh, and he, uh, I go, I go cast right over there. This is where you want to cast. I said, if he's not right. Right where your fly is right now, he's going to be right at that rock right there. And bloop, here yep. comes the fish and ate his fly. And, and uh, I said, okay, so now you've been Chris and now you're on your own. And I kind of <laughs> walked away <laughs> and just let him be and kind of ch- let him try to figure everything out on his own. Uh, he, he did good. He slayed he slayed the smallies on dry flies, slayed them. Um, I wish you would have got another yeah. big brown during the big hatches, but... When it, it when they get really selective, it's really tough. I mean, I had to wait till it was almost pitch yep. black to actually land one of them. Um, but uh, then we did a smally trip, and uh, Double D, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a kick out of this. So we take the we take my raft, and we're floating down. We, we I have this whole plan. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a 16 mile float. We're gonna do 10 miles the first day. And do six miles the second day. And in between the two days, we'll find an island in Pennsylvania. Okay, so you're, if you think about the East Coast, it's heavily populated. But when you go to PA, 
when Updown saw where we were, he's like, holy shit, there's cows here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, that's real? Uh, you're not like, so you're, you're in, in yeah. the sticks in a way, on the East Coast. You're in the sticks. And so we found an island, and we camped on the island. We put our tents and everything. That was the plan. And then do the six miles, pull out, have an Uber take us to the car, and then go home. So we start the trip. We're pumped up, you know. We're rowing. I'm I'm rowing the boat, and the the river's moving a little bit, but not too much. So I'm forward rowing to keep it moving, and the the ro- the river's low. Yeah, it's like low, and we think it's really low because you can pretty much walk in it. You could wade yeah. it across the whole river. So we're like, this is really low. So we're trying to hit, we're hitting the shallow banks. We're hitting the deep banks. We're fishing the ledges. No fucking fish, right? No fish. I'm getting frustrated. He's getting frustrated. Then I'm burning because yeah. I got no suntan lotion. I'm wearing shorts and freaking flip-flops. So I asked this kayaker, I was like, let me get some suntan lotion. So we pulled up. He gave me some. I still have the burn mark on, oh, my, yeah. li- on my foot there, Dave. Uh, oh, where shit. I missed to put my suntan lotion. <laughs> I think it's going to end up being like a fucking wow. mark location type of thing. Um, but the first day, 10 miles of floating. Nope. We didn't just catch chasers. one fucking fish. Not one oh fucking yeah. fish. Ten not, miles? Not ten one. Miles, just chasing. Not one fucking fish. Now Dude, it, it happens. It happens. N- now listen. This <laughs> wasn't a float where you're rowing you back roll to forward. slow down the boat. Okay. This was a fucking row boat. It was like yep. rowing on a lake. Okay. <laughs> and it's, I was exhausted. So when we found Dave's like, let's just go to the fucking island and let's just camp up. So we got to the island. I got the little burner out. We cooked and everything. Yeah. And it was a good evening. We had a good night. I got I got pretty trashed yeah. off of six beers because <laughs> I hadn't drank anything in like three months. So I was pretty fucked up. But um, the next day we're like, we're going to get into fish. We're going to get into fish. <laughs> First what? Nothing. Three miles, nothing, nothing, and I'm getting furious at this point. Finally, I see this, you know, because yep. there's a structure everywhere. So all of a sudden, I see this nice wall. I said, "Dave, we're really gonna work this wall." And as soon as we got close to that wall, the current picked up. Where I actually had to back row. I was like, "We're gonna catch a fish here." And we're not catching nothing. Like I mean, like 45 minutes went by. We're hanging this wall like super slow. Nothing. Finally, he lands yeah. a fucking. He gets a fish, and I'm like, in my head, as he's fighting it, I'm like, please don't lose that fucking fish. I God, I hope you set the hook. God, I hope you set the hook good. <laughs> now I can't get the net. I can't get the net. And it's stuck, and I'm like, fuck, fuck. We're gonna miss this one fish. So we land the fish. We get, <laughs> we get, we get past where the current was moving, kind of like real nice, like on a river. It should be. And now it turns into four and a half miles of a fucking lake. I mean, it's a (laughs) lake. It was so bad. I had to turn the boat around and row backwards to go fast. There was some spots that I had to get out. 
and pull and pull and pull, pull us. George and the boat. Yep. Yeah, man. It was that oh, low. Geez. But backwards rowing. And then I would go forward. Then turn <laughs> the boat around and go backwards. My back was so sore the following day. It felt like I was in the gym for 24 hours straight doing nothing but back, back exercises. I was done. Now we get to the pullout, right? And we try to order yep. Uber. We're in the sticks. Yep. Uber's unavailable. Uber's unavailable. <laughs> like, holy Uber's shit. unavailable. So Wait, Nora, you're trying to order food no. or you're trying to get a ride out of there? Yeah. Ride back to the truck. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So now... I'm like, all right, well, I could have ordered an outfitter to come and pick us up, pick up the truck and bring it to our takeout point. Uh, but it would have cost yeah. me $100. $100 to move your car from one That's a from one boat ramp to the next. So I'm like, I'm not doing that because if I float to Delaware, it's only $25 to get your car moved. So I was like, I'm not doing that. I'll get an Uber. Yeah. It's 45 It's half the price, you know? I'm like, nope. Fuck, get an Uber. Yeah. So we couldn't get an Uber. So now I'm like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Now I gotta get home because my wife's gotta go to work. So I'm like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? So I called the outfitter, and this was the most painful thing I ever heard. It's a hundred and sixteen dollars yep. to come and pick you up. Hundred and sixteen dollars to take your boat. The point B. From point A. Ain't that to point B. Hey man, that's a that's a thing, man. You gotta you gotta you gotta pay yep, the exactly. Uh, shuttle. That's what exactly what it was. A hundred and how much does it cost to float and get pulled out in Montana? So, if you want to float a a river with a guide, it's gonna be five or six hundred no, no. bucks. Yeah, well, no, I'm talking about if you if you if you drop in and you want your car moved. Most shuttles you see? are about forty bucks. Okay. Most most shuttles are about forty. Bucks. Um, on a multi-day trip like yours, um, like and and my only experience is with the the Smith River, and that's a five-day trip. It's a long drive. I think the shuttle is over a hundred bucks. Yeah. But you you see, so like on the on the Delaware, if I do it, it doesn't matter how long. I'm taking them from one boat ramp to the next boat ramp to whatever boat ramp right. I decide. They're going right. to charge you twenty five dollars. Gotcha. Oh, for the shuttle for one day. Then no, it's not yeah. a shuttle. They just pick up your car and they take it to to your takeout point. That, yeah, it's called a shuttle. Yeah, That's what so, they call it. Whatever. They shuttle. They I'm, shuttle your car to the takeout. Right. So now I know that's on certain parts of the upper Delaware. Now, when you get to the lower Delaware, then it's a different story. But <laughs> um, I don't know how it works there. But I'm telling you from now on, if I'm doing it, I'd rather get a rental car and right. split the rental car cost if up if Uptown comes versus me paying $116 and waiting there as long as I did and That's dealing crazy. with all that stress. Here's what you do. Buy a little motorbike. And you park the little motorbike at the takeout. Listen, this isn't this isn't fucking Montana. If you leave a motorbike in on the East Coast, that bitch will be gone yep. so fucking fast. You won't even fuck. But by the time you get in your car to put the key in the ignition to drive away, you'll look back 
and not only will they take the motorbike, they'll steal the they'll steal the chain exactly. and the fucking lock. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it's happening out here too, man. People are losing boats in in Bozeman. People are getting their boats ripped off. I mean, it's just it's too bad. You know, I I'm gonna make a sticker because uh, I'm I'm getting a canopy put on my truck, and uh, I'm making a little sticker. It's just you know Montana or something. I don't know what it's gonna be yet, but I'm making a sticker that says nothing in this camper worth risking your life over. <laughs> you better believe that. Yeah, you got to make one for Jersey as well, so I could get one. Yeah, uh, my family's my family's mafia. Don't steal this shit. We'll we'll kill you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> this this camper's owned by a mafioso. You really do you really want to risk it? Yeah. Do you really want to try? Do you? <clears throat> but yeah, no. That yeah. was the that was the. The brutal, brutal trip that we had to deal with. And I don't know. I don't think I'll ever float that river again. And it's rated like one of the top, I don't know, I would say 100 rivers for smallies in the country. But everybody there has a motor on their boat. Everybody. (laughs) Now I know why. A fucking trolling motor would have fucking died after fucking two hours. So are we, uh, have we crossed into the after party with the gloves off? Not, not yet. We're waiting for Dave to come back so I can say goodbye to everybody. Uh, it, well, oh, I just okay. have to say that story because there's a few listeners that watch this live now that would have probably appreciated that story. Gotcha. And we're wondering. Uh, yeah. The, uh, Uptown had a rude awakening when it came to dry fly fishing and uh learning all of that stuff because that's that's a lot of stuff to learn it, it was rough let me see here i'm gonna i'm gonna go i want to see what this looks like right now because i i can't see your face <laughs> yeah well you can't end it either because you're only at 31 percent uploaded so it's your internet that's screwing up <laughs> well no i just i just want to see I'm what back. this looks like all right, they, uh, Uptown, oh, Uptown's are. back. So, we're uh, guys, thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Make sure you stay tuned for the giveaway. If you guys forgot and missed what giveaway I'm talking about, it's A-Rex, uh along with Hooked on the Fly, uh, Rise Fishing. Uh, we got 310, and I Fly Fish Montana is going to be throwing in a bunch of stuff. Uh, from me, you're going to get stickers. You're going to get a koozie. You're going to get a hat. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, Midwest Bucktails is also doing it. If you guys want to pick up some Bucktails, make sure you hit ATV10 when you do your checkout. You get 10% off till midnight on Sunday. Uh, but I appreciate uh, Dave for coming on. Uh, you're always a trip. And if you guys want to hear the after show, uh, check it out. It's going to be pretty awesome. But yeah, man, thanks for having me. You got it. <laughs> well, viewers, have a good night. All right. Uh, yeah. Hey, I, I like to say uh, uh, my regular sign off for Tipsy Tying. Is that cool? Go, go. Cheers, much love, and tight lines, y'all. Have a good one. There you go. We don't have a cool thing like that. We just say we're part of the mafioso. <laughs>
And I, I ended it at that. Mafioso's gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> See? There he goes. I told you. No, no, no. That's only for the that's only for the after party. Yeah, it started. The after party's already started. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the after party. Now. This is the after party now. See, like, oh, I, I, I like to do like um, almost like a formal thing, and when you go into the after party, right. you get the the raw, the real raw thing. You know, everybody gets a little involved. There's no like, <laughs> there's no structure to nothing in any any you know sort of way. And now I could begin drinking. I didn't want to drink on the main show. And, <laughs> and, and cookers and cocaine. Hookers and cocaine. That's not a ukulele, right? Oh, it is a ukulele. Oh, shit. It is. Okay. It's a ukulele. Okay. Right. It's a cute it's, one. It's a good thing that Jake's oh, not yeah. down here. He'd be playing his ukulele. <laughs> It's a, ah, a pink from Barbie one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be real funny because, like, eventually down the road, my oh, our yeah. kids are gonna be watching this. You know, yep. they're gonna wanna, they're gonna wanna see it, and it's, they're gonna be like, "Man, Dad was a <laughs> fool." <laughs> <laughs> Are you still live on IG? Uh, no, I got off of IG a while ago. Oh, maybe we'll go live here. I got the whole video. Turned it out. <clears throat> I'll go live here. They could fucking see it. They won't hear it. Because I'm an asshole. So how you been? Everything's been good? You get like you like you went down to the Bahamas. I want to hear about this trip in the Bahamas. Went to the Bahamas. The Bahamas. I caught a bunch of fish. I went to the Bahamas. Let's see. Um yeah, I went to the Bahamas, man. It was fun. We did DIY. Uh it was mostly oh, that's cool. for me and the lady to relax. So uh it was it was a much needed ten days away from the kid. Wow, away ten from days responsibilities. Holy shit! On sandy beaches. Oh yeah, we did a DIY. We also did it on points. So between the two of us, the trip That's cost nice. less than fifteen hundred bucks. That's nice. Yeah, super nice. There's, um, your, there's your notification that I'm live. Yeah, I just yep. got a notification that you were live too. Um, so for the most part, we were fishing for our food. We were walking and hiking and kayaking to like the most remote, whitest sandy beaches and taking everything off and just That's cool, man. and kicking back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Did you end up going to the beach where they filmed uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Yar. I don't know. If, if, if you don't there. if you don't know if you went there or not, uh, this is how I'm going to describe it. If there wasn't raccoons stealing <laughs> your shit, then you didn't go to it. <laughs> so we were on we were on Exuma, uh, which is it, it's it's kind of a longer island. Um, 
but there's a North Island and a South Island, and there's this little bridge that connects the two of them. Um, and then they got these incredible, man, I will just say it, it's another, it's a whole nother world down there. We saw turtles and yeah. uh, sharks and just all sorts of, all sorts of marine wildlife. Um, let's see. So uh, this, this is pretty much. Oh like man, that's beautiful, man. Look at that. Most of the time. Wow. That's... Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I was, was I was I, I was lucky. That was enough, the water. I was lucky enough that I was there working. Almost. Oh yeah, look at that. Caught, caught some snapper. Caught some. Uh, caught a yep. uh, trigger. Yep. I caught I caught a couple triggers actually, um, and then let's see here we got a grouper. Yep. What are you using, uh, Clouser? Nice, nice. nice. Um, Oh, dude, that, oh, the, the best thing okay. that was working was shrimp. The little, yeah, a little shrimp were the ticket. And and when yeah. we were fishing for food off of the bridge, shrimp was like, oh, okay. like actual <laughs> shrimp was the ticket. So shrimp seems to be what's on the menu down there. Um, and, and I was just told by uh, Noelle at the Blackfoot River Angler. She was like, man... You got to go, when you go back down, you got to put like a size, you know, a size like 14 or 16 or, or 12, like little tiny shrimp. And then your guide will tell you it's called jerking off a hamster. And that's how you strip <laughs> it. <laughs> that's, that's how you strip the, that's how you strip the line because shrimp don't move like this, you know? They don't move a foot right. at a time. They move like an inch at a time. Yeah. They got a little teeny tail that yeah, flaps yeah, yeah. like this. Yeah. Right? And so they're not moving right. like when you're stripping for trout. They move differently. And I, I found out, uh, <laughs> here's the stupid story, right? Okay, so my first freaking cast. First cast into the Caribbean waters. My first cast at any chance of a bonefish lands right on top of a pair Why? of bonefishes, right? And it eats it. And I'm like, what? Oh! And I just give it like a little pullback. No, man. Of course, you did the trail set. set. <laughs> no, nope, didn't set the hook. I did, I did less than a trout set. I did like, I'm in the Bahamas. Look at everything. <laughs> <laughs> kind of uh, set. Yeah, that was a horrible set. And then my lady's like 40 feet from me and she's snorkeling. And she goes up and she's like, did you just see those two fish? Like they were over by you. And then they just bolted towards me. And I was like, yeah, what were they? And she was like, those were bonefish. And I was like, yeah, one of them just took my hook. And uh. then I didn't set it. And she was like, yeah, they're gone. And I was like, oh, great. First cast, first cast, man. Uh, but then my next cast, I caught a snapper. And the next cast after that, I caught, like, just kept catching fish like crazy. Uh, they loved the shrimp. And uh, it was cool to see all the different fish underwater there. I, I caught, I caught like, a, a needlefish that oh, was shit. probably almost two feet long. 
it 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 was like neon blue dude it was beautiful it was like it was like uh i can't even describe the color man it was like it was like aquamarine meets like the the most neon blue you've ever seen and it's in this water that's just turquoise endless turquoise water dude it's just magnificent uh Uh, the the needlefish came off right when I got it to my hand because I didn't I didn't take a net or anything down there, but I got it to my hand and it came off. But I mean that was enough for me, dude. Oh yeah, that would have been in the net. And I got it to my hand and and their mouths are almost like gar. So I got yep. it in my hand yep. and then I looked at it and, and like their mouths are long. They're like gar and they're skinny. I was surprised I even yeah. hooked the thing. To be they honest, they got big with teeth you. too, don't they? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I, I was not upset that the hook came out and that it swam away. <laughs> it was so exciting. That thing like came out of the water about ten feet from me and I was like, Whoa, that's a needlefish <laughs> and then I got it in closer and it right as I put my arm under it and I got my rod overhead, I'm just like ah! and it just comes right off and I was just like, Oh man, that's that was a really cool, cool experience. So yeah. any cooters? Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. I completely missed your whole entire story. Cause I lost all volume <laughs> on my end. So I'm going to have to actually listen to it <laughs> tomorrow. Hey, there you go. Uh, hey, kudos, by the yes, way, I, I like your shirt. Multiple barracudas. I like your oh, shirt. I like your shirt, George. It's a, it's I, a, I, even though I can't see you, uh, like hopefully, oh, dang. Hopefully you can see in the thing. Go away. <laughs> Go away, phone. Okay. There. See the reflection? No, I see, don't that's see anything. That's me. That That's me right there. And then that's you, the little white thing with the empty thing. And that's Dave down there. That's the what I've been looking amount. at the entire show. Oh. Uh, well, you know, you could have <laughs> just pulled it up on YouTube, right? See, that's you. That's you. Every uh, time you talk. Go ahead and talk. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking now. You just see there, a purple you get the blue box. line. Hey, what's then, going hey, on? Hey, Dave, say something. Yeah, see, there's Dave's blue. What? Line. But that's all I get. From that's you weird, man. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh. So you missed the whole thing. I see the internet. You guys during the whole show. So you're you know, normally Dave has the issue where we're like, Dave, did you shut off your right. fucking Wi-Fi because your shit's not uploading? Dave, mm-hmm. right now, currently, his upload is at 99%, and Double D, oh, yours, shit. is at 31%. It's 31. It's, yeah, it's been... So, so what does that mean? So by the time it uploads to the cloud, it'll be like 12 o'clock tomorrow, and then I won't Do be I able to... Do I have to just leave it on? I, I would... I would... You could end the call, but just leave the app open in the background. Okay. So it loads faster. But gotcha. usually it, it was uptown until we figured out it was his Wi-Fi. Yeah. So now when he just goes uh, with the cellular, the cellular just goes right through. Oh, uh, so. okay. Well, I'll do a hotspot next time. <laughs> well, um, yeah, whatever. The hotspot might so not be Dave, able to handle that much. Dave, to answer your question, Barracuda, yeah. Oh, yeah. I almost caught a Barracuda. Yeah, it came up for... Uh, for my bait off of the bridge and i was like ah nope you can't have that i also almost caught a shark doing the same thing uh and then the the last day we were fishing was saturday um and 
we went out to this great spot. I caught this little tiny, uh, like white fish with a yellow stripe down it. I, I don't remember what it's called. There's a name for it, but I don't remember. Um, maybe a fluke. No, I think that's what, that's what our friend called it was a fluke. It's like a little yeah, it's called silver. A, yeah, a fluke. Yeah, see, <laughs> see you later. It's a fluke. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this little this little fluke is what uh, what our friend Liz called it. It swam up, and uh, it looks like this actually because I caught another one. Let me see here. Yeah. Oh, that's bright. Let's turn it down. Oh, okay. There you go. That's yeah, so definitely not a fluke. I, I caught one of those, and um, and I'm like reeling it in, and I get it. You know, it's probably like 15 feet from the shore, maybe maybe like 12 feet from the shore, and all of a sudden, this like 24 inch by at least 16 inch snapper comes out of it. Two of them come out of the depths up towards it. And they're just looking at this little fish right up here. And I'm like, oh God. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh. <laughs> it swallows the whole, oh, the whole yeah. little fish. That's whole. awesome. And just, wow, snap. And I was like, I was like damn what it. What pound tippet were you using? Uh, I was Fucking using 7x. Some... <laughs> no, it was it was a a bonefish tippet. Uh, probably 10 pounds. Think, yeah, it it was probably somewhere around 15 to 20 pound test, but still, those things, wow. all of these things have like razor sharp teeth, right? So, anyways, that one just popped off, and then. Um, any, anyway, so I get to the next one, and and it's nothing's happening. So we leave. We go back to the bridge, and we go to the bridge to catch dinner. I catch this skipjack, which a skipjack looks like this. And this was not the one. Is. You know what a skipjack looks like? Yeah. Uh, this was not the one that we ate, but but we kept okay. a skipjack. But this is this is what they look like, yep. or a, a barjack. Excuse me, barjack. So, uh, we, I, I caught a bar jack that was about 15 inches. So, like, a good meal for two people. It was a lot of meat. Um, but then we kept fishing a little bit, and I was just kind of tinkering around, and the lady had her line in the water, and I had my line in the water. And then all of a sudden, this huge fish with this big eyeball, this huge silver fish with this big eyeball comes up and sideswipes my bait, and I'm like, was that a snook? And I was like, no, that wasn't a snook. Oh, that was a tarpon. <laughs> what? Dude. Wow. Four foot tarpon, dude. Like four feet long, this gigantic tarpon came up and swung at my bait and caught a little bit of it. And then I was like, oh, oh my God. And like, I did one of these where you like pull it out wow. and then you slap it back in the water. And I was like, oh, I was kind of like, I was relieved and then it came back and grabbed the bait and took me down and I was like, ah, and I like pulled it out and it came out again. And I was just like, 
you know what? That was probably best case scenario that I pulled it out of its mouth. You would have lost your fly line. Oh, dude, I would have lost everything. Like the the so I had the um, I had the predator, uh, the titanium predator leader wow. on there. That's like twenty bucks, and my fly the 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 leaders like another, you know. 12 15 bucks and the lines 150 bucks i would have lost all that stuff right because we're on a we're on a bridge with columns every 20 feet that thing would have just taken me for a ride and i don't know man it would have been nuts but anyways that was the coolest fishing part of the whole thing i mean granted i lost the big snapper and then i didn't catch a tarpon but just being in that experience man that was yep. awesome and just knowing that they're there and knowing what what to do next time like i this this trip was a lot of what i would what i want what i want to call diy r&d baby diy r&d <laughs> diy r&d so this is research and development for our next trip to the Bahamas. <laughs> well, hey, listen, if you really want to go on a on a real trip to the Bahamas, you let yep. me know and I'll put you in touch with the right folks. I'm actually thinking of possibly I don't think it's going to be I don't have the money year. for those kind of trips, bro. No, it's not that expensive. <laughs> it's really not. It's going to okay. cost you it's going to cost you more to fly from Montana to Bahamas than it will be for the rest of it. Oh, dude. I I have figured it out. Six hundred bucks. Six hundred bucks. I can get to the island. Okay. Well, then you yeah. need to then you need to take the other plane to get to the other island. That's going to cost you more. But, Which island is that? Are you going to Andros? Listen, don't worry about it. It's a secret. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I'll tell your sister when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Hey boys, thank you so much for having me. I yeah. I gotta scoot. I gotta work in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Just like I said, just keep everything on. Uh, I'll stay I'll in keep touch it all with on. you. Um, if you wanna, if you have photos of whatever you wanna give away to us, um, just send me pictures. When are you not. giving it away? Tonight? No, no, no. It's not. I'm gonna post it sometime this week. Okay. Uh, but I just need like a photo to like kind of put a post together. So if you want to do yeah. that, unless unless you could send it within the next couple of days, but that's a pain in the ass because I'm not gonna you're gonna have to overnight it in a way. So I would just take maybe a pic if you have like pictures, existing pictures or whatever, just send that to oh, me. Oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. I'll put it in like a collage or whatever, and okay, um, put that out there. I really appreciate you coming on and donating the Thank stuff you. to the giveaway. Um, Absolutely, man. No, I believe in what you guys got going on here. Dave pleasure. and George, it's it's always a pleasure, man. We got to get on and do some late night time. <laughs> I won't tie any worms, I promise. Okay. <laughs> the only problem is if the tides yep. are right, I'm going to be striper fishing. So. Oh, okay. Well, so. we'll figure we'll figure that out, dude. That's a huge, that's a huge uh, part of fishing. Yeah. In the Bahamas as well is the tides. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is with salt. So, yep. Uh, if salt, you ever, you gotta play the tide. If you if you come and see Danny, you gotta come over here and see me, and I'll take you out. Okay. Uh, 
Hey, uh, uh, that's definitely that. That could be on the on the bill. You fly. Um, you fly into New York. I'll pick you up at the airport. Bring you to my house. You can stay at my house for a couple of days, and then you could get a rental and drive up. Well, my 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 folks live in uh, live in New Hope. Remember, so. Well, I don't care whether they live in New Hope. You're not going <laughs> to see them. You're coming to see me. <laughs> if if I show up in Jersey and I don't see my aunt and uncle and I don't see you my grandparents. See, you They're gonna hear it. I'm gonna hear about it. I'm gonna hear about it. They're gonna be Listen like, you, you went you went to go see your, your friend on Instagram, but you didn't come and oh, see you hear grandma, that shit, grandma. Bro. Oh, yeah. they, oh, yeah. they, I won't they, ever hear about it. They they better have they better have cannolis <laughs> ready. I'll take you by. <laughs> yep. I love it. All right, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. You got it, man. <laughs> So, so what do I do? What do I do? You could just, uh, I'm going to end this. I'm going to actually, guys, good night. Thank you for coming for the after hours. Appreciate it. Uh, Stay tuned for the giveaway. We're leaving because he's got to go. He's got to work. So I'm going to end it now.